This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Year's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hello, everybody. This is A.A. Ron Sutton, your favorite middle-aged white guy who was in a regional spelling bee when I was eight. I misspelled the word ensemble. Who would have thought that freaking word started with an E? On this episode of Finsider Daily, I'm going to have longtime Dolphin Nut, Matt Vice on the show. We're going to talk about the lane game. I can only describe it as a weirdly exotic game that will likely befuddle me on many levels. All this and more on this episode. And welcome back, everybody. Matt, I'm going to bring you on right now. And as someone who has experience watching a cesspool of a game develop in front of them. And you're talking to someone who has been to multiple last-second uh, game letdowns, the last one being the one in Detroit when Theo Riddick scored with about 24 seconds left. I was in attendance that game. I've watched the Baltimore Ravens beat us 38 to nothing, I believe was a score a few years ago. I was at the Buffalo Dolphins game in Buffalo where the very first play on offense, we hiked the ball out of the end zone for a safety. I have seen some bad games. Matt, we were at a particularly bad game last year around right around this time. Do you remember what happened, buddy? Yeah, man. Uh, Thanks for bringing back so many great memories. (laughs) (laughs) But no, thank you for having me on the show, dude. I appreciate it. It's, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. It's nice to talk to you again. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, that was, uh, that was a heartbreaker, man. Like, that that was a well, bad game. I, I've been... What game we were at? I'm sorry? Everybody, what game we were at? We were at the Cincinnati game. Miami versus Cincinnati last year. And, um, well, this the year before this past. And... That was just awful, man. Like it, we we were we were so happy for so long. Oh, the high and, five, <laughs> lying in the first. The half. high five, lying. and I'm gonna, yeah. I mean, and I, you know, when uh, Jakeem took that 
touchdown, that punt return for a touchdown, you know, I'm screaming, freaking out, and I'm screaming, that's a touchdown, that's a touchdown. They review it. They say it's a touchdown. I jump up in the air, and I turn to my right. There's Kanata. I grab Kanata's head, his full head, and I just planted a giant kiss on his cheek, and I just continue to celebrate, and he hasn't spoken to and, me yeah, since. Yeah, I was going to say, he hasn't <laughs> But that's understandable. But, no, I mean, we were on such a high, man, and then right there when it got about midway through the third, you were sitting next to me, and you were like, this, this doesn't – this doesn't feel right. I feel like this is one of those games where they could potentially wind up losing at the end. And I was, I was telling you, I was like, no, dude, don't, don't do that. Stop. <laughs> Stop. And sure enough, man, it just imploded. That was awful. Yeah, you know, I've been, bad. I've been to one game in Miami, one game. And that was, oh man, I can't remember what year it was, but it was the, the Geno Smith perfect game. Oh my gosh. No, yeah. Dude. Yeah, that was I'm the so first <laughs> that was the first time I'd ever been to Miami. And it was like I live here in Tennessee, man. Like I don't have there's no dolphin fans here. And when I, you do see a dolphin fan, it's like you're immediately family. And it's like I love this person with everything within me. But so I was like I'm going to a crowd full of my own people. It's going to be we're going to going to beat the Jets. Yeah. And that and <laughs> I was I was oh so God. upset. <laughs> I've been to Atlanta several times. Every single time I've been to Atlanta, uh, twice, once was a preseason game, and we got beat like 37 to nothing in that preseason game. And then a time after that, um, the preseason game and the time after that, uh, Marino was quarterback. And then <clears throat> I went to the season opener, however many years ago that was. And then, what was it, two, three years ago, um, the game with Rashad Jones saving the uh, game right there at the end with the interception in the end zone. Like those were the <clears throat> games that I've been to. So I've been to like four Falcon games and one of them turned out good. But other than that, <clears throat> man, I, I cannot believe you're at the Geno Smith game. That's almost like being at one of the Thad Lewis games or something like it was, it just... was awful. It was, <laughs> it was awful because I, it was my first time experiencing a loss as like a Dolphins fan, like going home, like or, driving back to where we were staying in Florida. We were in Titusville, Florida. So that was like a three and a half hour drive. Yeah. We're driving back and we're listening to the Miami radio, like the pregame stuff. And it's like, I'd never really heard that before, you know? So I was really into it. But at the same time, I was just staring out the window like a lost dog. Just All right, staring Matt, at the sunset. Matt, you're poor like me. Would you spend $16 to go to the Dolphins game this weekend? Would I? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so here here's my marketing thing. So they're they're selling $16. Why not just make the tickets $13, call it like Dan Marino Day or something, sell some dollar hot dogs and, and put some butts in the seats. Are you with me? <clears throat> I mean, yeah, I'm with you. Why not? I mean, that's a good idea. I mean, why not? I mean, so it, we it, were we were we were spilling some man tears just a second. I had so I have to share this this one particular story. Watching me. watching the Browns uh, and Dolphins game here in Cleveland, and it was the <laughs> year that Ben Drones opened up the game with a seventy-five yard touchdown. Ooh! And I was tailgating <laughs> with some Browns fans before the game, and uh, you know some some good natured ball busting and stuff like that and uh you know towards the end one of the random guys that was partying with us was like hey man good luck and patted me on the back 
I was like, man, this was this was a pretty cool experience. <laughs> and I'm walking around the stadium and I get back and I realize that there's a kick me sign on me the entire game. <laughs> so I need to kick me sign on my back, not to mention I had I think it was like a nine year old kid that most of the game. <laughs> I think it's pretty effortless at this point to go ahead and just transition right into the Redskins and Dolphins game this Sunday at Hard Rock Stadium, one o'clock. Here's how I feel, Matt. And I just feel that if we win, okay, I understand uh-huh. you know, losing uh, sets us up a lot better for the number one pick. If we right. win, I want it to be because Christian Wilkins creates plays. I want it to be because Josh Rosen is threading needles. I want it to be because Jerome Baker has a pick six or something. I don't want it to be because Eric Rowe recovers a fumble in the end zone or something like that. You know, you know what I mean? Like I, I want to uh, yeah. do win. I want it to be because a young player did something remarkable not an old player that's not going to be on this team next year stumbling into something and we just happen to be the lesser of two evils on Sunday I understand that like I mean I totally get that if if we somehow do happen to pull out the win and you know there's a 50-50 split on people celebrating and other people you know frowning upon it you're right. Like something that somebody who has a significance to this team and the future of this team has to be the one to do it. I, I, I completely agree. Like, yeah, but, but what if it's like something, you know, cause there's a lot of people that talk about like, like Drake, Drake, isn't going to be here, mm-hmm. you know, next year. It's, it's a big question that's thrown up in the air. What if he's the one who does something, you yeah, know, he breaks is- off a, a 60 yard, you know, th- there's, I mean, there's, there's levels to this, man. <laughs> I know. There's some serious. I, it's you know, it's that like, it's that phenomenon going past a car wreck and just having to look at it. I'm, I'm just very intrigued by this game, like, especially schematically too. You know, are we gonna see? Are we gonna see? Do, did you uh, you you've seen the movie The Waterboy? Yeah. Yeah, of course. And, and when they do the the whole kneeling strategy to keep Bobby Boucher. Awesome. Right. What if both teams come out and just <laughs> <laughs> No, but oh. seriously, like, do you think there's another layer of Dolphins Twitter hell that hasn't been explored yet? Say if the Redskins, let's go to the opposite side of the spectrum and just say the Redskins come out and beat us by 35 and Colt McCoy throws for like 400. Do you think there's another layer of just blackness and Dolphins Twitter that is yet to be exposed if we see a game like that. You know, <laughs> as sick as it sounds, I would almost love to find out. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, I would love to just to see that. But there's so many people that are pro-tank. Yeah, I actually think there would be because you got so many people that are pro-tank. And if, you know, they do get blown out, you know, 35 to nothing. And Colt McCoy goes off. You got them. You got some that are still pro thinking, okay, good. We lost. But in the back of their mind, they're thinking, what, what was that? Like, that's, <laughs> that's this. We're way past just this year, and next year, but 
then you got the people that are like, it's all part of the plan, baby. So, and then on the other side, you have the people that want us to win games and want us to, you know, win as many as we can. And that's where the level of hell would come from. Like, I think that's where the realization would set in with a lot of them of how this season is most likely going to inevitably going to turn out, I guess. So, and we don't know at this point if Case Keenum or Colt McCoy is going to be the starting quarterback this Sunday. I I thought I heard it was Colt. I could have just been when they were talking about it. I don't know. Okay, yeah, I was going straight from the injury report. Case Keenum's listed as questionable, but it wouldn't shock me, you know, that Colt McCoy came out and was the starting quarterback, especially if they officially announced it. Of course he would be the starting quarterback. And, you know, when when you look at that team is getting rid of the the head coach, is it going to be a Dan Campbell type of rallying cry where you see them play well for a couple of games and maybe we are the – weird benefactor of that phenomenon where the Redskins come out with their hair on fire for a game and we're just like throwing up our hands up in the air and and say maybe this is how it turns out or do you see this as a completely messy turnover penalty filled uh just catastrophe CFL type game yeah (laughs) I mean in all honesty like it can seriously go either way like, I've seen that talk about the Dan Campbell thing, and, I mean, that's true. Like, I mean, you got, you've got you got some old veteran leadership still on the Redskins, you know, like Adrian Peterson and stuff like that. He don't care about, you know, trying to, I guess, if we're saying tanking or something like that. Like, he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's only got a couple years left. So, you got that old veteran leadership that could really try to boost the younger guys, I guess up to where you could have that Dan Campbell moment, like a complete, <laughs> that was a great day, wasn't it? The Dan Campbell day. <laughs> like, yeah, I, what? I felt like, I felt like I wanted to go to the gas station and just get like a big pouch of chewing tobacco and just throw like half of it in there and just start just spitting everywhere, man. I was feeling great. Yeah. Uh, you could totally have a moment like that. But then again, like, if if Colt McCoy is a starter, which again I'm not sure on that, so don't quote me. But mm-hmm. if he's a starter, like it could be just a really ugly game. But in the second half, I believe, I believe the first half we could do some serious damage, and then it's like, okay, we can beat you. We Inter- know we can. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> but- Interestingly enough, we are currently three and a half point underdogs. Yeah, I saw that. And 62% of the bets have been made on Miami thus far and a little over half of, of the money wagered. So it seems like America might be pulling for the Dolphins a little bit. So I don't know if we'll get a little butterfly effect there and we'll see what happens there Sunday at Hard Rock Stadium. want to transition really quick to something kind of was just said in the press. And it was from Jerome Baker. And uh, paraphrased, he said, you know, real fans don't want us to lose. And does that type of comment coming from a player, does that bother you at all? Or do you kind of understand that tensions might be a little high there? And, you know, when you're a professional like that, you want to go out and put your best foot forward and feeling like you're not being respected by the fans who – uh, have loved this team for a long time. Um, <clears throat> I think, I mean, 
with what he said, like, I completely understand where he is coming from because, like, of course, no, not in the NFL, not anything significant. But when I was in high school, like, my senior year, our team was really bad. And, you know, a lot of us took offense to, you know, other people talking about it, this, this, and that. Like, kids at school giving us crap about it and stuff like that. So, I can understand where he's coming from with that. Cause I mean, you also got to realize a lot of these guys are still, they're really young guys. And when they're getting criticized with stuff like this, and then, and then you get people saying like, we want them to lose to better the team. Like it gets in there. Like I would take it as like, I'm putting my, I'm, I'm playing my best ability. We're not trying to lose. Like I'm playing to my best ability right now. And I, I get where he's coming from, but at the same time, you have to, when you look at it as a fan's perspective, a lot of fans don't care. They don't care about that. They're like, look, man, I just, you're probably not going to be here in three years. That's the way, you know, I look at it. I mean, you got so yeah. many people that think that, so. Yeah, I mean, there is uh, kind of a ruthlessness there. You know, we we follow the, uh, the, the logo on the front of the jersey, not the name on the back of the jersey, so it, it all matters who's on that team when we're winning significant football games. So hopefully Jerome Baker's there and obviously tensions do run. I think he will be. I think he's just letting us know that, you know, they're not stupid either. I mean, they, they know the talent that's around them. Players know who's good and who's not good. You know? Yeah. I just think they probably get annoyed with how demonstrative some fans can be about. Right. It can be. Some fans are toxic, man. They really are. Like you see some things people say on Twitter and it's like, you rubbing your temples like my god really like yeah but in in his defense you know like you said you played on some bad teams i played on some bad teams some bad basketball teams in college and it does get frustrating when you work your ass off all year and you have like 32 people at your game and no one really cares and and so it, it can get a little frustrating but it does at the same time kind of uh, create a unifying effect with the teammates that you have on those teams. You know, some of those are still some of my best buddies. So um, there is that. Before we get out of here, Matthew, thank you for joining us. And everybody, stop what you're doing and follow this man on Twitter. It's at Mr. MR Strong Style. Hopefully, you know how to spell those things. I'm not going to do it for you. Follow this man. Uh, he is a pro wrestling nut, part of the <laughs> Mostly Wrestling Podcast. That's what it's called, correct? Yes, sir. Thank okay. you. I appreciate that. And when does your podcast drop? Uh, we've, we have uh, multiple episodes on it. I think we got like four or five episodes on it, but we usually have an episode drop every, every Sunday. Um, we haven't recorded. We actually just recorded this last Sunday, and that newest episode is out. But we hadn't recorded in about a month before then. So hopefully we're getting back on it. But yeah, there's about four or five episodes for you guys if you're if you guys are into pro wrestling. Well, and I feel like wrestling's been popping up on my timeline a little bit more and I know that uh there's been yeah, man. you know, the move to Fox, so probably be seeing a little bit more. Maybe my inner child will, will come out and wanna get back into pro wrestling. But before I let you off the hook, Matt, I'm gonna ask you straight up what is the score this Sunday? Damn. Um, I'm doing it to you. I'm going to go 21-17 Redskins. 
2117 Redskins. There you have it, everybody. If he is wrong, please make sure you slide in his DMs and tell him <laughs> how little his genitalia is. And For how this bad of episode <laughs> of Insider Radio. Yeah, I'm not going to let you comment. Before. I got you. I got you. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> For this episode, guys, uh, check out the flagship show tomorrow night. And take care, everybody. Love you. Love you, buddy. Thank you. That was Finsider Radio, part of the Finsider.com and the SB Nation Network. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl because we're the Miami Dolphins. Cause we're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Yes, we're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Everybody, Miami Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, Just go to cars.com. It's magical.